0: Prayer is the most powerful thing we can do in our days, but all too often it gets drowned out by the noise around us. But what if the noise in our earbuds could help us tune out the noise of the world and instead tune in to our most important conversation? That's why we're here, to bring you inspiring conversations, practical how-tos, and guided prayers to help you pray like you never thought possible. I'm Valerie Warner, and this is Prayer in a Noisy World. How do we actually make space for silence and solitude when the thought of it feels so awkward and uncomfortable? That's what we're diving into today. Even this morning, as I was faced with the choice of listening to a book on Audible or quietly sitting in the presence of God, I felt that tug for more noise coming strong. Silence and solitude are important spiritual disciplines, but there's some very specific reasons. I think the majority of us don't do it. Number one, if we're really honest with ourselves, silence and solitude feels like a giant waste of time. It isn't very measurable and we prefer doing things we can measure and check off a list. The reality is we desperately need time in silence and solitude. The second reason is we aren't really sure what it's supposed to look like. What is considered silence and solitude? It feels very vague and we like a plan, don't we? We'll get to some specifics in a minute, but I love how Charles Stanley has practically simplified it. It's deliberate time away from people with God. The third reason I think we don't practice silence and solitude is that we aren't even sure if it's biblical. When some people use these terms, silence and solitude, to mean things that are totally different than what we believe, it's hard to know if it's actually something we should do and how to practice that. Did anything hit home? Does it feel like a waste of time, too vague or unbiblical? Let's talk about a few reasons why we should practice silence and solitude and let that motivate us as we talk about practical ways to do that. Number one, prayer is a dialogue. In my new book, Pray Confidently and Consistently, I spend a whole chapter talking about listening to God and how maybe our prayer life feels dull because we're the only ones talking. We've essentially muted the God of the universe. That's like me asking Joanna Gaines to meet me about designing my house and then telling her all of my ideas and getting up before I let her talk. And then what if I turned around and got annoyed that my time with her fell flat when I literally didn't leave room for her to talk? Okay, first, I can't stress enough that this is just a human example, but doesn't it paint a picture of how silly it is to pray and to not leave room for God to speak to us and then to even imply there's something wrong with God when I never let him speak? So the number one reason to practice silence and solitude is that prayer is a dialogue and we are likely missing out on the most important parts of the conversation when we don't allow the Lord to speak to us. Number two, we can't listen if we're constantly surrounded by noise. If we truly desire to hear God speak to us, turning down the noise is necessary. In the book, I gave the analogy that it's almost like we're waiting for God to bust through the wall like the Kool-Aid man in those old commercials. If you guys are super young, you might not even know that reference. So I have linked in the show notes to a video so you know what we're talking about. Suffice to say, though, we expect God to yell louder than all the noise around us, and that's just not how we see God speak 90% of the time. The burning bush, the fire from heaven, these are stories we hear for a reason. The majority of the time, the Lord is whispering to those who have open ears to hear Him. And if you want to know more on how God speaks— Check out the chapter on monologuing in my book, Pray Confidently and Consistently. I go into a lot more details that I can't go into right now in the podcast. The third reason that we should practice silence and solitude is that we can't have community without silence, and we can't have silence without community. Dietrich Bonhoeffer made this point, and I think it's one I never really thought about in this way. He said, the Christian community is not a sanatorium. The person who comes into a fellowship because he is running away from himself is misusing it for the sake of diversion, no matter how spiritual his diversion may appear. How often do we embrace people because we simply don't want to be alone with our thoughts? Being alone with our thoughts can be scary, but the thing is, we aren't alone. God is with us. And for us to live in community, something that we talked about in episode four, five, and six. We must cultivate a healthy, personal relationship with God. We must experience this alone time with Him. A.W. Tozer says, If a man wants to be used by God, he can't spend all his time with people. And like I mentioned when I opened up this point, we also can't have silence without community. You might be listening to this episode thinking, I have this thing down. I can spend silence um, in solitude alone with God easily. I would encourage you to get into community and go check out those episodes four, five, and six on community. Okay. So we've talked about why we don't typically practice silence in solitude why we should, and now we're going to talk about how to do that practically. Number one, get alone intentionally. This is not just us finding ourselves alone after the kids go to bed. This is intentional time coming into the presence of God, feeling no pressure to speak tons of words on our own. Just saying that gives me a deep sigh of relief. This time is precious and there is no grand expectations. Instead, we come with an expectancy instead to hear from God. Number two, get away from the noise. Getting alone implies that we will get away from the noise, but there are other things that can distract us even when we are alone. A cell phone within arm's reach or music. We have to create space for God to speak to us. When we step away and clear out the noise, I feel like it's a practical way we are telling God, I am ready to listen. Truly, it's hard to get away from the noise. That's precisely why we started this podcast, so that the noise we could bring to you could point to time alone with God. Number three, fill your mind, don't empty it. As I mentioned earlier, I thought meditation was much more of a vacuum, even in Christian meditation, and like a total and utter silence, not just in my speech, but my thoughts too. Learning that this wasn't the case was super encouraging and took the pressure off. There are several ways that we can spend this time with God, filling our mind and not emptying it. The first, we can meditate on a short verse, thinking about the meaning. We can also ask God questions. When we ask Him questions, we are essentially inviting Him to speak and we're putting ourselves in a posture of listening. We don't typically ask anyone a question, even just a human in everyday life. We don't ask a question and then Get up and turn around and ignore what they have to say. It puts us in a position to listen. We can also journal. I was pleasantly surprised to see Gordon McDonald say in Ordering Your Private World that journaling was a way to practice silence and solitude. This was something that I do anyway and has always been super life-giving, but I didn't realize that this was a form of silence and solitude. Since realizing it, though, I've been even more intentional about seeing it this way. You could also go for a walk or a drive. Let creation point out ways to praise God. Get still enough to watch the clouds move. This might seem very small and insignificant, but when we're intentionally spending this time seeking the Lord's presence, it can be powerful. We can also start and end time in the word with silence. This was a tip from Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And I just love the emphasis he placed on getting quiet and how that prepared our heart for the word and also getting quiet after we read so that we can process it and think about it. Those were just some ways to fill your mind without emptying it. So number four, schedule it. We need to build in time in our lives to be still and listen to God. Put on your calendar a time to have daily silence and solitude and longer periods of solitude every month or quarter. Start slow, friends. Trying to jump into 30 minutes or an hour of solitude in your busy day might just discourage you if you can't find the time. Try five minutes a day and increase as you can. Plan a time for extended silence and solitude which could look like one to three hours every quarter or even every month. Recently, I started taking off the first work day of the month and making it a Sabbath. Now, I know not everybody can do this, but it was a step of faith for me in a really busy season to essentially say, it's totally fine if I don't work today. I trust that this time spent in your presence, Lord, is more valuable than what I could accomplish today. Can I just tell you, the Lord spoke so much in those hours alone with Him. I read Ephesians, felt clarity on several issues. God brought to to my attention some issues that I needed to address. And on top of that, it was so refreshing and had me so excited for the next time. If you're feeling particularly disconnected from God, don't feel discouraged. We simply cannot expect it to experience soul-deep connection with our Heavenly Father, when we are constantly connected to the world. This could be kids, screens, work, whatever. God calls us to get away. And I know that's hard to do, but it is where restoration happens. I'll leave you with these verses from Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters and he restores my soul. Thanks so much for listening. You can find the show notes for the things that I talked about, the YouTube video, the episodes on community, and a few other helpful blog posts that we've had in the past about creating a habit of prayer that I think you'll love. Thanks for listening and join us next week as we interview Gretchen Saffles and we talk all about how to incorporate the Bible into our prayers.